Hello, and welcome to Boss Talks, a weekly podcast where we chat with the bosses of the multifamily industry. Who are these bosses? They might be a manager of many, a leader with no title, or just passionate about what they do. Join our host, Evan Happel, Director of Marketing at Community Boss, as he talks with this week's guest. All right, everyone. Thank you for being here. This is episode 58 of Boss Talks. I have a great guest today. Dana Duckworth. She is a big speaker out there. Hire her. And by the end of this, you're going to want to hire her. So she has been in the industry for quite a while. She started on the property management side. She jumped to the vendor side. I believe she worked for rent. Then she went to PM again. And then she was with Zumper. Now she's on her own. But you know what? She's busy. She's busy. And she's doing some great things. She's consulting. She's coaching. She's got a podcast, and I've listened to, I think, one of them. I only had the opportunity to listen to one, but it was great. The Hilariously Unemployed, which I love the title. What's not to love about that? Really helping people seek and find opportunities in the midst of the hard thing of finding a job, which I must say, I've been there. It's not fun. So why not laugh about it a little bit, right? So really excited to have her today. She has a great background. You can read her bio in the social posts and other areas. And in general, I just have had so many people say that Dana must be on Boss Talks. So excited to have her. She is also an award winner this year at NAA. I had the great privilege of meeting her there, having her on a little mini sesh in our booth for Community Boss. So again, she's a big personality. She's a lot of fun. Really privileged and grateful to have her here today. Before we get there, I'm your host, Evan Happel. I'm with Community Boss. We have a great solution for the property management space, really helping you manage all those physical spaces of your community, whether that's parking, amenities, or mapping. We can even generate revenue and ancillary income for your community. So talk to me about it. I'd love to tell you more about that solution. But today we are talking to Dana. So Let's bring her to the show. Hey, big speakers hey, here, y'all. Big speaker. Yeah, and it's funny because they were, let's see, somebody was saying, you're right up there with Ty. And I was like, okay, okay. <laughs> so we got some personality. All right, Ty Jackson. Oh, I had Ty early a few months ago on the show. And I think it was her and some others that probably Aisha and others that have been on the show as well that have. Definitely recommended you and said, Dana's got to get on Boss Talks. So I'm glad to have you. I'm happy to be here, Evan. Yes. Ty is my tall twin. I am the short <laughs> one. I'm 5'1". She is not. And we do carry that same energy around. So it is a pleasure to be here. I'm super excited to chat with you, to chat with your audience about all things being a boss and a big speaker. Yeah, that's right. Yes, yes. And you're being you're bringing your whole boss self here and I appreciate it. And for anybody that didn't see it, when she when I met her at NAA, she had just won her award. Now, what was your award for again? I am the 2023 DEI Champion of the Year. Fantastic. I'm so happy that you were able to win that. That's a great honor. Something that most people can't say they got an NAA award. So let's just say that first. For it's right here in case anybody. <laughs> it is here. Right that is next. Awesome. I keep it close because it means so much to me. No, that's awesome. 
Yes. Thanks for being here. Thanks for sharing about that a little bit too. Before we get into it, I have three questions I like to ask all my guests so that we can just get comfortable. Not that you need a little help, a lot of help <laughs> with that, but it's still fun to get to know the guest a little bit before we get into things. So my first question is always, when it comes to building community, what is your way, both personally and professionally? If you know anything about Speak Up Dana and my brand, the key to inclusion for me is transparency. So I tell a lot of my business, y'all, and that's how I've created a community around myself in the industry and for my brand and my new podcast. So I would say transparency. And then personally, I'm just authentic and genuine. So if somebody meets me and we connect, it's a genuine connection and something that we'll continue to build on. That's great. It's a good way to build a relationship and community is to be yourself, I would say. Nobody likes people that are fake. It's nauseating to if you ask me to be around people that yeah. are no fake you know, friends, the, no, all no. the <laughs> Yes, no, it's good. Appreciate that. All right. So when it comes to building community, a great way to do that is having people over for dinner, so sharing some hospitality. So for you, what would you make them for a meal or order? Either mm -hmm. way, it's okay mm -hmm. if you don't want to cook. But what is that special meal that you would provide somebody? Um, I would make them bring the meal and I would provide the wine. That's a new one. I haven't heard that one before. Having the guests bring the meal, but provide yes. the wine. Okay. You bring the food, I'll bring the red wine. Okay? okay. I have a table. You can have a seat at the table. I will put the food out fanciful. I will make sure you have all of the plate settings and everything that you need, but bring it on by and I'll serve you okay. up. Some all right. Is this not your favorite, the cooking? Cooking, it has to be for a special reason. So typically around holidays, one of the holidays that I celebrate where I cook for my entire family. So not just people who live in my house, but my entire family is Juneteenth. We celebrate okay. that every year and I host it. And that's when I really go in. So it takes a lot of time, love and energy for me to cook. Okay. I don't really like to do the express meals, but I will because I have teenage sons. I will cook for them. But when I'm really pouring my all into it, it's typically around the holidays. And I'm doing everything from desserts to turkey to collard greens, mac and cheese. I'm putting it down on a regular weekday. If you're asking to come around here, you're going to have to bring the meal because I already got the wine. Nice. <laughs> what is that special dish around Juneteenth or other holidays that you love making that is special? Oh, it's a sweet potato pound cake. It's so good. Okay. Huh. I've never had a pound cake that's sweet potato. Okay. Delicious. Okay. Delicious. I want to try that. So <laughs> we'll see we can work out on the back end. Evan. If you were trying to come over for Juneteenth, you can have it because that's the only time I pulled out. <laughs> okay. All right. I'll make my way over. You're in Virginia? Yes. Okay. <laughs> you come on down on Juneteenth. We're gonna celebrate. And you can have a piece then. Okay. All right. That 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 sounds really good. Actually, you know what? I think this is an opportunity to educate myself mm -hmm. and others on a way to celebrate Juneteenth in an authentic way. And that's very celebratory and authentic. 
Yes. So for me and my family, the way that we celebrate most things is through connecting with each other, spending quality time. And a lot of that quality time comes around food. Now it's Mm. not going to be the healthiest. So you need to make sure you have your gym regimen right the day before and the day after. But Mm. typically we celebrate around foods. And when it comes to Juneteenth, we celebrate around soul food because it's a part of our heritage. I also try to go with the theme because I'm extra. And I'll ask my family to wear the colors of the Pan-African flag, which are red, green, and black, to celebrate Juneteenth and to celebrate our liberation. That's great. Thanks for sharing that. You're welcome. Okay. So last question is all about caffeine. So when it comes to that beverage of choice, I used to say coffee, but now we're just opening the whole box up to whatever caffeinated beverage. What's your go-to? What's your favorite? Okay, so I have two answers. One is Coke Zero, all right? Coke Zero sugar, I love it. Zero calories, tastes amazing. But when we talk about coffee, and people have heard me, if you've listened to my podcast, you follow me on social media, you know that I am angling for a Dunkin' Donuts sponsorship because I literally go to Dunkin' every single day. And now that I'm hilariously unemployed, several of my friends have started to fund my Dunkin' Latte habit because it's literally $8.19 per day. I love a great oat milk latte with three pumps of sugar-free vanilla, two pumps of regular caramel swirl, and whipped cream. Iced, of course. That's fantastic. And Dunkin', if you're listening, I know you're probably not going to get sponsorships out here in seattle that's mm-hmm. going to be a hard sell yeah, for duncan but <laughs> you know what i don't even see duncan here they have left this market it is oh, gone man it's so good <laughs> my my kids really like duncan donuts we were in new mexico mm-hmm. and we went to a duncan and they're like i can get how many donuts for a dollar it's so good man <laughs> yeah. I, coffee is just a lot stronger for me. I'm a person, I have an espresso, I have a Keurig, like I'm a coffee girl, I'm gonna drink it down. And I've done Starbucks for a long time, but I just found, especially after I got an espresso, my need for a much stronger coffee-based mm. drink just kept getting enhanced. And I was tired of getting very expensive drinks that were not powering me through my day. So I made the switch to Duncan, and I've been happy ever since. Hey, I'm glad you found your go-to and uh... Uh, one of our listeners. Are you seeing the comments, by the yeah, way? Yeah, Delia, okay. Dana Ross on Duncan. She, yeah, knows, yeah. she knows this is a fact. <laughs> Coke Zero is definitely better than Diet Coke, Faith. Thank I you. agree with that. I do agree with that. Yes, it is true. And the flavor is way better. I am not a fan of Diet Coke, to be honest. Me either, but I love... Aftertaste, mm-hmm. too sweet. Coke Zero tastes like Coke to me. Strong. Yeah. Delicious. Yeah. Like myself. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> Thank you for answering. I hope you got your Dunkin' today. I did. I had my latte okay. this morning after the gym. Perfect. Don't know All if right. that was a great idea, but here we are. Hey, it just means that you balanced it out. That's all. Yes. It's all good. All right. Thank you again for answering the questions. Now we'll move on to all things Dana. Dana, again, we've already established that you're out doing your thing, doing mm-hmm. everything. Speak up, Dana. Yes. Doing everything hilariously unemployed. When it comes to your podcast, I'd love for you to just kick off with what it means when it comes to Speak Up Dana, because I know you've done that even pre or, you know, before your previous role. What Mm -hmm. made you get that going and what does that mean to you 
or four. Well, I didn't leave them. They left me. No, just okay. kidding. All right. All right. <laughs> I was actually laid off from my former employer who I absolutely love and adore. And I learned so much through my time being in that organization. So Speak Up Dana is my brand. So everything that mm-hmm. I do, including my podcast, falls under the umbrella of Speak Up Dana. And you can find all of my shenanigans at speakupdana.com. But as far as the brand, it encompasses my DEI consulting, coaching, speaking, facilitating, teaching, engaging, you name it. And then as of seven weeks ago, it now includes a podcast as well, titled The Hilariously Unemployed, because we all know, I just told y'all I was laid off. So I find humor in all of my trials and tribulations through my life. And I wanted to be able to bring something to other people who were dealing with that because we know the economy is not the strongest right now. And we've seen tons of people impacted by layoffs and shifts in the workforce. So the entire time I was going through my process, I was really thinking about how I could help others. And I know for me, humor is a way uh, that I am able to channel some of my energy, specifically when I'm not in a great space. So there birthed the idea of the hilariously unemployed, and it's really taken on a life of itself. It's my absolute favorite thing that I do every Friday, and I'm so excited about it. I don't want to keep gushing about the hilariously unemployed, but it's truly my baby, and I'm truly so excited that other people are receiving it so well. Yeah, no, I've jumped on and listened, and I think your guests have been great, and I think that... To be able to laugh a little bit about the the process of being unemployed is good because it's not funny. <laughs> it's not funny. It's really sad. We're getting through it and we're providing resources for those who are looking for their next opportunity. We're providing strategy. We're talking about technologies. We even have people coming on saying, hey, my employer has opportunities. So we're connecting the dots for people who are looking for their next employer. That's good. And being that yeah, you're doing your own gig, but if you were to get a job with somebody that was the right job, you might find that you just really love doing this speaking and everything else. Who knows? We'll see. It has been quite amazing since the time I've been laid off. My actual last employment date was June the 30th of this year. I have been booked and busy doing so many things since then. The community that I've created through transparency has really rallied around me. So many amazing friends, so many great supporters, people that I don't even know have reached out. The guests that I've had on my podcast have been amazing. Two of my shows have been sponsored. So I'm so thankful and grateful that I'm building something that people recognize is necessary in the space. Yeah, no, and I think you're spot on that it is necessary because everybody Nobody knows anything about being unemployed until they are. Yeah. Yeah. And this is not my first rodeo. I had left a really large organization years back and it took me a year to get another role and not to sue my own horn, but I'm on big boss talk because I'm a big boss and my resume was stacked, but I could not get an interview. I could not get a call back. And I knew from that time I was never going to be in that position again. I was going to create a brand that followed me wherever it is I went. So I had to start to identify myself outside of the organization, but also in alignment with the organization that I was serving. And now this time I'm so transparent about the fact that, hey, I was laid off. Hey, these are the things that I want to do that people Mm -hmm. are reaching out to me and providing me with those opportunities. Yeah. 
No, that's a good tip, actually. Like, you have to, we're in a time where you really have to embrace your own brand, right? You have to find what you love, like, figure that out, and then embrace that and let other people know what that is, right? Mm -hmm. Because once you get to a place that maybe you're unfortunately unemployed, I just saw Adrian Danilla, he is unemployed again. He just posted today that he's yet again unemployed come on the hilariously unemployed i think he probably should because this is his second time in the last year that's happened to him which is so strange right again just like you have built a brand and have a great background and everything Mm -hmm. he too does and it's like how is that even possible (laughs) it's And the conversation that I'm going to have this episode that's coming up on Friday, by the way, if you're interested in sitting in on a live recording of the Hilariously Unemployed, they're done every Friday on LinkedIn Live Audio at 3 p.m. So this episode that I'm talking about is really shaping the conversation because I've talked to people who've been laid off, but I haven't had a conversation with someone who had to be the bearer of that bad news and really talk Mm. about what the process is like. So I really just want to humanize the entire experience so that people understand what happens. And while Adrian is probably an amazing employee, it probably had nothing to do with him and just the organization or the economy, similar to my situation. Like, it's not us. It's not personal, although. Oh, it feels right. oh yeah something that is a tough decision that has to be done yeah no that's true and but it feels terrible i know it does <laughs> it feels very personal you mean me very qualified to do this job what whatever do you mean <laughs> yeah i've had it i've gone through that and i hadn't gone through it before and when it happened i will say i don't think i handled myself super great did you act honestly up in- I, I think I got a little mad. I got a little mad over a chair. I did not throw anything. No chairs were th- were thrown, but I did get pretty ticked off. <laughs> like listen to the hilariously unemployed to get tips on how to deal with the layoff. <laughs> yeah. So moving forward, I wouldn't do that. But it was it was not enjoyable experience. And I would say even the way they, I don't know, it felt like parts of it felt a little bit terrible on from the other side, the way they went about it. But yeah, mine was also a unique experience. So mm-hmm. any, anyways, so yeah, episode, Evan. <laughs> maybe, but what are some of the main tips you'd besides, you know, building your brand and things like that, what you've mm-hmm. learned other people and your own experience when it comes to unemployment, looking for work, what kinds of tips and encouragements can you give to people? First things first, I say create a routine. So for me, specifically because I'm a person who has ADHD, so routines really help me and guide me through my day. And once you're unemployed, it's, oh gosh, okay, this first week, I could lay around, I can sleep in, I could binge watch Netflix all day. But you have to get your body used to the fact that 
you are employed, unemployed, but there are still opportunities out there waiting for you. I would say to start your day at the time that you would usually start your day, maybe an hour later because you don't have to get up at the crack of dawn, but be intentional about what it is you're doing, whether that's having to work on your resume or to post on LinkedIn or to even have different conversations with different friends or family members. It's really important to keep your morale up and that routine will help you from getting into that funk or just getting so used to not having to do anything. I would also say, give yourself some grace. So it takes a long time to apply for a lot of these jobs. Some of them are easy, you can easily apply, but some of them are not. So I do not recommend that you apply for 10 jobs in one day because you're going to be burnt out. Set some hours aside to source for roles that you're actually interested in, because I know when we get that news, we just start applying everywhere because we feel like I have to have a job. I have to have a job right now. So set aside time within your day, within your week to say this is dedicated time to submit applications. This is dedicated time to research opportunities that will benefit me. And then my final tip is ChatGPT. I am team AI. I know a lot of people don't love it, but I do because it gives you a lot of your time back. It's not a cheat code. You still have to input things. You still have to tweak things and you still have to make it your own. But instead of having to make a cover page for every single job that maybe has different keywords that need to be implemented, you can ask ChatGPT to do that for you simply by taking the job description and say, hey, please tailor my resume to to reach this job description or to give me a good chance at having my resume reviewed. So those three strategies that I say have definitely helped me. My guests have mentioned those as well, have been beneficial to them. That that makes a lot of sense to me because the fact is on the employer side, they're not scanning these. They're having a computer scan your resume and your... So it's like in order to crack the code on that side, you mm-hmm. have to do the same thing they're doing. They have a computer scanning a resume for a yeah, keyword. Yeah. You got to fight back. You got to choose your fighter and your fighter yeah. can be ChatGPT to get you past that because what's most important is that you get that phone call or that you get that interview. What you right. have on your resume is going to be your key to opening the door, but you are the caveat to landing that position. So mm-hmm. use the tools to get yourself in the door and then allow yourself to shine once you're in there. Yeah. I agree with that. I don't love AI in all regards, but I can agree when you're fighting against Mm -hmm. a piece of technology, you might as well use the same technology because otherwise you're guessing. Yeah, you're guessing (laughs) and you're wasting a lot of your time. And my ultimate goal with my podcast is to get somebody at least interviewed. But of course, I want to get somebody hired. I want someone to hear a person on my podcast and say, I think they'd be a good fit for my organization and give them that job. I'm really, I really want y'all to get jobs. It started mm. because I wanted me to get one, but now <laughs> I'm very busy with a lot of things. So I don't know if that's my next step, but I really want someone to land their next role through that podcast. Yeah. Yeah. I, I hope everybody gets a little more transparent when it comes to their situation, when it comes to unemployment, because mm-hmm. each person that I have seen do that, I think there's been a huge benefit for them. Uh, People come, nobody wants somebody to suffer being unemployed. Nobody wants that because if you've been there, it sucks. Mm -hmm. And so you don't want that for other people, especially people if they have a family and stuff. It's no thanks, not good, not a good time. 
Yeah, everybody's heart kind of breaks for you and they want to be all hands on deck and know what it is that they can do for you. So what I did with my announcement when I announced that I was laid off, I put on LinkedIn exactly what they could do to help me. So that yeah, was connect me with other people in your organization that are interested in DEI or connect me with speaking engagements or send me memes to make me laugh or support my yeah. coffee habit. There you go. <laughs> and some people have. So there you go. People live. <laughs> no, that's awesome. Hey, and it probably brings a little smile to your face and encouragement when you get like an email or a text message that says, you just got sent a gift card or whatever. And it's Shepard is like the sneakiest thing ever. And she's gifting is her love language. So I literally will be on the phone talking to her. We'll be talking about something. And then my email will ding and it'll be like, she has sent you a gift. And I'm like, why are you doing this? But it's because she loves me and gifting is her love language. But she is one of those people's. I think I should pay for Dana's Dunkin' Donuts tomorrow. And she will. Fantastic. <laughs> Today, you're going to get even more because... Most people don't know, but after the show, you're going to get a little boss bucks and those boss bucks can be used for anything that is within that ecosystem of spending. And Mm -hmm. one of those is Duncan. So coming your way is your, is a little bit of Duncan love. All right. (laughs) Y'all, y'all have no idea how excited I am. Like Duncan account, the amount of points. I'm very excited for that, Evan. And I cannot wait. I'll be sure to take a picture. Awesome. And I'm, I think you already received bling all the yeah, things from, from NAA, from yeah, yeah. but you're going to get a few other things too oh. along, along with that. But immediately you will get the, I the love it. And my birthday is on Tuesday. So if well, anybody, happy, any happy gifts. early. Yes. <laughs> Send her some Duncan people. All right. It will, it will. Yes, exactly. That's that would be her gift. She would love it. So send it her way. If everybody just sent her $5 that, or I guess it's your orders, $8, you said $8.19 to be exact. I mean, if right. I get an extra shot of espresso, we're talking about $10, but I keep it. All right. Okay. So like for her birthday, send her a $10 gift card. All right. And then you're covering her drink. You heard it here first on Boss House. <laughs> I'm just breaking the news. Breaking news, everyone. Dana needs $10 for her drinks. <laughs> it is her birthday, Tuesday. Blow her up, people. Blow her up. Myself and Beyonce will be celebrating over the weekend. <laughs> nice. Is it Beyonce's oh, yes. birthday, too? Thank you. <laughs> yeah. No, she's great. She I sent me a... Too, but Duncan okay. my yeah. love language, Stephanie. I'm sorry. <laughs> I like the fruity drinks from Starbucks, though. And if oh, I want okay. a frozen, I can definitely do a frap. Got it. Yeah. No, they have some good drinks. I typically get like a cold brew from Starbucks. Personally. Are you a pumpkin no. spice guy, Evan? I'm not like big about it. I just, I like what Tara last week talked about. The oat, the shaken espresso oat. Now they got a hit on their hands with that one. So I will have that from Starbucks if I can't get to a Dunkin'. Yeah. Now, let me just tell you the oat milk. If you're not getting oat milk in your coffee, like you should because it's so thick and it really is more like a meal than just a cup of coffee because it becomes like it's almost like a smoothie. So try the oat milk, people. Let me know what you think. Yeah. No, it's a good one. It's a good one. And yeah. any of those cold brew drinks with the cold foam oh. at the top, pretty good. Cold foam. Yeah. 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 So those are my go-tos when it comes to coffee. I, I like those. I'm not a big like latte fan or anything like that, to be honest. I'm no. mm, yeah. try to order at Dunkin'. Let me know what you think. 
You have. All right, I'll have to. I'll have to listen back. I'll get it exactly right, and then when I'm around a Duncan, because again, not here. Well, when you travel, I'll try it out. Yeah. And when I'm in, I'm sure they have them in Vegas. So when I'm in Optech this coming, let's say November, I think mm -hmm. I will. I will check it out. Yeah. Dana, when it comes to the different engagements that you've been doing outside of your podcast specifically, speak up, Dana. What kinds of things have you had the privilege of doing as of late? Oh, I did a mental health session for a company called WorkRamp. They have a women's employee resource group. So I recently did that. I am a certified employee resource group leadership trainer. So I've had the pleasure of doing some training on employee resource groups. If you all are not familiar, these are voluntary employee-led groups whose mission is really to support the company's efforts, but also to create safe spaces for those in the organizations who may not be in the majority. So I have, I founded a Black employee resource group for my last employer. So I truly found my passion in those. So I've supported other organizations in either starting or igniting or engaging their current employee resource groups. I'm speaking for DEI week. I have that coming up. So I'll be doing a webinar that I proposed for them. I am speaking at DMA with Aishia and Monica Frazier. Aishia has been on the show. Monica is coming up. We are branded as TLC of multifamily. That is training, leadership, and culture. I'm the C because culture and engagement is truly my thing. So we'll be in Detroit for their PRISM Awards. We're going to do a workshop for their education the day before, and then we'll join them for their award ceremony. I'm going to be doing webinars for the Arkansas Apartment Association, working with Ty there. I am a fellow at the Diversity Institute, so I hold classes there with the amazing Cecilia Stanton-Adams. I do a lot of things, and most recently, I've become a coach at Elevate Leadership Academy, so I'll be supporting their clients with DEI coaching. Fantastic. I'm glad that people are utilizing your expertise and that you're getting the opportunities to get in front of people and share those things and just make us all a little better. So mm -hmm. I do appreciate that that's been happening for you. I am so appreciative. And I just want to thank my LinkedIn community, my friends in real life, my friends in virtual life. You all have truly been a caveat to a lot of my success here recently. I am so thankful and grateful. I see y'all in the chat. Adelia, Faith, I, I will see you in, in Detroit, Megan. So I am just so thankful. Even you, Evan, for stopping by my podcast, having me on this platform. Community has truly gotten me through. So. Yeah, no, that's good. Yeah, it's it is important when you're even if honestly when you're self-employed, it feels like perpetual unemployment because you're always like looking for the next kick. <laughs> yeah, you don't stop. Okay, the amount of speaker proposals I've submitted for every association everywhere. Please, if you see my name come through, say yes, pick those up. <laughs> and can I just add? Don't expect her to do everything for free. Oh, no. But if you approach her, but if you approach her, don't waste her time. Like, she doesn't have a job. This is her job. Correct. Don't ask her to do things for free. If you listen to my podcast, <laughs> you will quickly understand that I'm trying to be pretty and paid. I'm already pretty, so let's get me paid. It's one of those things where it's like, you, you hear people talk about why a certain professional is worth a certain amount of money. Mm -hmm. It's because I have this many years of experience and knowledge and expertise to provide that you don't have. 
And yeah. so for me to give you that mm -hmm. and share that with you, I need to feed myself. <laughs> yeah. And I've never considered myself a coach. And people kept saying to me, like, you could coach somebody on this. You could teach somebody how to do this. Specifically, Ty, she said, you could teach people how to do this. So <laughs> I've been teaching people how to do the things that I do or, you know, how to do things that they need to do. And it works for me. I'm such a giver. And since I have ADHD, a lot of times I rather do other people's work than my own because I like to procrastinate and I work really well under pressure. <laughs> so, I'm like, what is it that you need done? Let's talk about it. Let's implement a strategy. Let's get it done. And I'll figure out all of my work on the back end. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure you're just killing it. And I don't know if you saw, Aishia, she made the comment that you respectfully don't need a triple shot of espresso. So I, apparently she's saying that you have enough energy. I respectfully disagree. She knows the days that I got that, get that extra shot of espresso too. It's like, Dana, God. You have an extra shot of espresso. I did. I'm powered by it. Let's go. What are we doing? You're extra amped at that point. I am extra amped. I feel like I'm killing it, but I don't know if everybody else feels like I'm killing it. Yeah. Having a little extra energy is always good. I look back at some of my really early episodes of this show, and I'm a pretty chill person. Let's just be honest. I'm not. I am not like Sonic the Hedgehog. I'm more like the, I don't even know, the dude or something. I don't know. So I watch previous episodes and I'm like, I could really stand <laughs> to elevate the level of energy when it comes to my execution of the show. So I have yeah. really tried and strived to improve upon that. I've mm -hmm. tried to bring more energy and all the things. And I'm the one that edits them all. So I'm very self-critical. Oh. So there's all that. Oh, for the editors of the things. I too, when I'm editing my podcast, I'm like, oh, why'd you say that? Let's cut it out. No, let's leave it. It's amazing. <laughs> I will say that energy is my thing, but you bring on guests who have amazing energy. So keep being yourself, Evan. It works. You are a boss. You are talking. Mm -hmm. You're bringing mm -hmm. We are talking. So That's true. It works, it works. That's true. I guess if I was bringing people with high energy and then I was just trying to meet their energy, like, or I did because I just had all that energy, that we would be quite. That, yeah. Like <laughs> this is too much. <laughs> Bring it down a notch or two. Yeah. No, this is true. All right. So the last area of conversation, you brought it up a little earlier when it comes to building community, and that was the area of transparency. Yeah. Uh, but you were really tying that to things like inclusion and being able to create an environment for people to mm -hmm. thrive. And that means all people, right? Yeah. So when it comes to transparency, what is it, what is it that is so important for that specific topic? So for me, a lot of my career, I felt like I, I wasn't, I was covering, I wasn't my, we say most authentic self. I really wasn't. I was trying to blend in, fit in, do everything everybody else did. And a lot of times I wouldn't say my truths or I wouldn't say the things that needed to be said. Flash forward to who I am today. You can't stop me from being myself, even on podcasts. And I am so transparent about everything. So I talk about my struggles with mental health. I talk about ADHD. I talk about things that I've had challenges with. I talk about being hilariously unemployed. And for me, it's welcomed people into my life. So when mm -hmm. I, I struggle with this thing or this has happened to me, 
people will say, oh my gosh, I didn't know that you had ADHD or I didn't know you have anxiety. I can't really tell. You're such an extrovert. I'm dealing with this. I'm dealing with that. I'm able to have some really in-depth conversations and support people in other ways. Mm -hmm. I also say that transparency is huge in the culture of organizations. So when you think about your onboarding process and you're bringing new employees through that door, it's very important that you provide them with the truth and you introduce them to people who keep it real in your organization and are transparent. Because imagine if the first person they meet is a person like me who's, hey, in my career, I've suffered with anxiety, depression. I also have ADHD. This is my role at the organization. And they're like, oh, gosh, I have a learning disability or I have this thing or I maybe am differently abled and need assistance with this. Now I'm so comfortable in sharing that and I'm not trying to figure it out and don't want to tell anybody in the organization and not getting the support I need because Dana already set the platform and let us know, hey, you can be yourself. You can be transparent. This is the culture that we're starting to create here. And if you started on day one, everybody that funnels through that door will continue to create that culture in your organization for the people that you hire after. Yeah. No, that's good. And I think what's also good about that is even when somebody is transparent, it doesn't necessarily mean everybody else is going to start talking about the fact that they have ADHD or anxiety or whatever, because they still may not feel comfortable bringing it up or letting everybody know that's true. But what it will do is it will more normalize the fact that people have these things Mm -hmm. and that it doesn't need to be this thing that you have to like feel bad about or have even more stress about because you you have to pretend like it's not true um i think that's what we also need to keep in mind is sometimes when we do that kind of stuff people almost expect everybody to just get really transparent themselves but it's just your transparency might not be the same as mine yeah you might not share those things, but it may offer you an opportunity to say, hey, I'm actually really introverted and mm-hmm. I want to contribute to the conversation, but being off mute or speaking up is yeah. not really my avenue. Can I write my answers in the chat? I still right. want to be heard. So you really just create an atmosphere where people are able to communicate in whatever mm-hmm. regard. That yeah. Yeah. I think that's important. And I think because we've gone to the video thing, we've so often heard a lot about the requirement of turning on your camera yeah. uh, things like that's that causes anxiety and stress for a lot of some people Seriously. you know if you're mm-hmm. not a camera on type person and you can't do your best work that way if you can let your employer know hey i am working really diligently and really hard but having the camera on adds an extra layer for me and i'm mm-hmm. just of it that is impacting my work can yeah. i have a camera off and i promise you i'm gonna kill it yeah Yeah, no, I think, and that's where transparency between you and your boss is important. If you create from the top transparency and the ability for people to feel like they can approach you, that's where it's important as well. Absolutely. Yeah. Is there any other ways that you've seen that being very important? Like when it comes to, there's obviously the things that you brought up, like different things like ADHD and anxiety, mental Mm -hmm. health type things. But mm-hmm. then there's other things like you, you even said you started a, a group at Zumper. Yeah. How does that tie in? So starting founding the Black Employee Resource Group, it really allowed me to have a voice inside of an organization that I'd never been able to share. I never been able to 
specifically and strategically share my experience, my story as a Black woman, sometimes in organizations or even in the world. So by founding that, I opened up space for not just myself to share my story, all the other Black employees and our allies and those who identify with other groups. So now they feel comfortable in saying, hey, as an employee, these are my pronouns. This is how I want you to speak to me. This is what I'd like you to talk about. And then we started doing trainings and education and really it became something so amazing. I don't even have words for it, but the amount of things that we were able to do and the way that employee resource group can employee resource groups can really transform the culture of an organization is so special to me. And I am an advocate for them. If your organization has them or if you're thinking about them, reach out to me. I love to talk about them a lot. Mm -hmm. And I really think that they provide a space. So they provide a safe space for that marginalized employee, but they also provide a space for allies to come in and support that person or gain some insight, hear their stories, maybe get some education. So it's a very powerful tool. That's great. I know there's people out there that make comments, not in a positive way, towards the idea of safe spaces and this type of stuff. Can you explain and try to help articulate why these things are important? Because I think there's some people that just don't give it any brain space and they just think, ah, why is that needed? Yeah. You have to think about your levels of diversity. You have to think about how you are different and in what spaces you are different. And then think about in those spaces when you feel like you don't belong. So Mm -hmm. whether that's in a room where everybody is wearing red and you show up wearing yellow, you're either going to feel like, oh my gosh, I'm standing out and everyone is looking at me or don't fit in and everybody is staring at me. So you really have to get to understand people's personal struggles and people's Mm -hmm. walk. If you've always been the majority, you don't know what it's like to not be the majority and some of the things that we think about or the things that we do different. So really take the time to just listen to people, talk to somebody Mm -hmm. different, sit with them at lunch. If it's somebody that you don't typically speak to them, learn about them. That's really how we create community. And you can Mm -hmm. start to have those more transparent conversations. I'm not saying you have to go up to every person who doesn't look like you. But what I am saying is to allow space for those who don't talk like you, walk like you, those who are differently able, those who don't have your same privilege or your same view of life, get to know them. It can really open up your eyes and change your perspectives on so many things. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for saying that. And as a person who has been in the majority, I've briefly felt what it's like to be somebody that's different by traveling. So like I went to an, a few Asian countries mm-hmm. and you stand out. And, For it's, sure you do. It, and so like it is in that moment where I was like, okay, this is interesting. This is an interesting feeling to feel like I everybody notices me and it wasn't necessarily in a negative way but it was just especially like little kids were like wanting to sell me something or whatever because they viewed me as somebody from another play who mm-hmm. was there to spend money or whatever and they just assumed that because i stood out and you're different so, 
It's polarizing to see your difference if you haven't seen it. If you're just in your bubble and you've always been around people who are like you, it's very polarizing to go into a space where you are not the majority there and things differently. Oh, wow. I really didn't think about it in that way. So I would say open up your eyes, open up your ears, and definitely open up your hearts to difference. Yeah. Thanks for sharing on all that. I appreciate it very much. And it's always good to learn from one another and hear people's perspectives. And doesn't mean everybody changes their mind or whatever, but it's always good to still be open to what others have to say. So I appreciate you. So thank you very much for that. And is there anything, our audience, we do have some people watching, if they have any questions for Dana... The floor is open. And if there's anything else that you personally want to say, Dana, I'll give you a few moments to speak on that as well. All right. Here's my elevator pitch and we're going to fall in love with me. Okay. My name is Dana Duckworth, AKA Speak Up Dana, more affectionately known as the big speaker. I bring this level of energy and engagement to each and everything that I do from the hard topics to the ones that we all love. I'm that girl for you. So if you have anything coming up within your organization that I can be a partner with you in, please don't hesitate to reach out. Visit my website, speakupdana.com. Email me, speakupdana at Gmail. Follow my TikTok, speakupdana. Download, subscribe, and leave your girl a five-star review on all of your podcast platforms for the hilariously unemployed. And whatever you do, make sure you get me paid because I'm already pretty. Love it. Sounds like you were working on that. <laughs> it's beautiful. Love it. Love it. To end it there, we got yes. Monica Frazier with Big Speaker hashtag. Big Speaker. Shout out to Monica Frazier. She's the founder of Melanin and Multifamily. She will be on Boss Talks very soon. It's yep. an episode that you do not want to miss. I call her the professor. She is that girl. So tune in. All right. I can't wait. It's only a few weeks out. I'm looking forward to that. Oh, thank you so much, Lori. Yeah. Lori, thanks. Thanks for tuning in as well. Yes, there's a lot of people. So this is the part that I love is there's a lot of the multifamily industry that I've been able to meet through Mm -hmm. this show, through my guests, and just build a network and a weaving of just a multifamily. And I just love that's what we're called is multifamily because it is something I like to embrace. Yes. Yes. It definitely multiplies. You're on episode 58. Like every guest has a suggestion for a next guest and a next guest and a next guest. When I started my podcast, I was like, okay, I can talk to my friend. And that was part of it. Like one of my catalysts was Leah Love. She was back number seven, I think, maybe six, six episode. But out of her have come many guests. And then out of those guests have come other guests. And So it's, yeah, it's fantastic. Because I didn't know, just like you, I was like, who the heck am I going to talk to? I didn't know. I don't know everybody. You know, I'm not. Now you're a pretty big deal, Evan. I appreciate that. Thank you. All right. Just like Dana was a fantastic guest, obviously, here on Boss Talks. You too can be on Boss Talks. I want to add you to the roster of the amazing people that have been on the show and just grow this family of people who are bosses in their world, their profession, way they lead, the things they're passionate about. I want to know your story and others do too. So if you're interested, reach out to me. I would love to have you on the show every Wednesday, 12 Pacific Standard Time. 
3 Eastern time, mm -hmm. 3 p.m. Yeah. And right here on LinkedIn, YouTube, and Facebook. So get on here and we will have a good conversation and all will enjoy it as well. So thanks again, Dana, for being here. And until yeah. next week, it's been Boss Talks. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Boss Talks podcast. If you would like to be a guest on the show, please reach out via email at info at communityboss.com. If you enjoyed the show, be sure to like, share, and follow us on your favorite podcast platform. You can also watch the podcast live every Wednesday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on the Community Boss LinkedIn or Facebook pages. Until next time, manage like a boss.